What is going on, everybody? My name is Nick, and welcome to episode one of Double Take Radio. This podcast slash radio is going to be mostly about the Rays. Um, we can talk about whatever you guys want to talk about, whether it's basketball or MLB uh, or NCAA football or N- or NBA, whatever. I don't remember what I said, but whatever you guys want to talk about sports, really, we can talk about. Uh, if it's something hockey, I'm going to have to take some time on that because I'm not really that knowledgeable with, with hockey. So, uh, but yeah, whatever you guys want to talk about, we will talk about. But today, this podcast is going to be mostly about the Rays. Uh, actually, not mostly. It's, it's all going to be about the Rays. So we're going to go ahead and get into it. I got some topics here that I can speak on. Um, my first topic I'm going to go ahead and speak on is the Rays offseason. Um, this question slash topic was given to me by Bueller's Day Off on Twitter. Um, he actually was my first question that I received to speak on um, for this podcast. So let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, we're going to talk about my wish list, what I want to see the Rays get this offseason. Um, possibly, yeah, just, just in general, I would say this offseason or maybe even in the season, we can make an in-season trade. So we're going to go ahead and get into this. Uh, as a Rays fan, I want to see a new catcher. I, I'm tired of seeing Mike Zunino behind the dish and hitting in general. I love the guy. He's, he's a great fielder, but he cannot hit. Yeah. 2020, his stats were literally horrendous. Like When I say horrendous, I'm talking about like I don't even know how he's a major leaguer after seeing these averages and everything. His batting average of 2020 was a 147. He had 11 hits and four home runs. And get this. You ready for this? Ready? 44% K percentage. That is horrendous. You can't be a major league baseball player and and striking out 44% of the times you're up to bat. That's not, no, that's just unacceptable. And if I'm Kevin Cash, I'm going to look at Mikey Perez. This is for last year, of course. I'm going to look at Mikey Perez's stats. I'm going to say, maybe Mikey can do something good for us. Maybe Mikey can start hitting. Maybe Mikey can feel better than him. Maybe Mikey can do this. Maybe Mikey can do that. Something better than Mike Zunino. Because this is unacceptable. 44% K percentage, 147 average, 11 hits, and four home runs. 36% of his hits were home runs. You don't see that from an all-star. You don't, you just don't. It's just unrealistic of a stat to see 36% of your hits are home runs. Because if you have 36% of your hits are home runs, it's either you're a straight up power hitter or your hit count to home run ratio is just very low, which as for this it is, because this guy's got 11 hits and four home runs with a 147 batting average. Let's not forget that. And a 44% K percentage. Let's not forget that either. But he's a great fielder. He He's probably one of the best fielding catchers I've seen in a while. I mean, if you were to go on to if, – if the real life was MLB The Show, he would probably have a diamond fielding rating. He's a great fielder, but hitting – 
Oh my god, hitting is horrendous. In the postseason, it wasn't that bad for postseason for him because he didn't really have as many at-bats, but he went a better average in the postseason than it was in the post than it was in the regular season. He went 170 average in the postseason. But ready for this? Nine home runs or nine hits and four home runs with <laughs> with a 51% K percentage. More than half of the time he was up to bat, he struck out. Are you kidding me, bro? That's just ridiculous. You don't ever want to go to a baseball game and in clutch moments, your catcher comes up to bat and you think to yourself, ah, we're screwed. He's going to strike out. We're done. He's striking out regular season 44% of the time and postseason 51% of the time. You don't want to say that. It's just you don't want to see your catcher who has a 51% K percentage in the postseason, that is. In the time where it means the most, you're going to strike out 51% of the times you've been up to bat. No. No, you can't. You really, you as Kevin Cash, if I'm Kevin Cash, I'm going to take a look at this again, and I'm going to put in Mikey Perez. I'm going to put in Kevin Simmons. I, I don't care. I don't want somebody that's going to be striking out 51% of the times he's up to bat. No, 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 no. I, I just can't with this. And with his nine hits to four home run ratio, 44% of his hits were home runs. It's unrealistic in a 162-game season. Very unrealistic. If you put his regular season 147 average 11 hits, 4 home runs, if you put that pace to 162, guys hitting below 200, he's going to only have like 50-something hits with maybe 7 or 8 home runs. That's not good for a starting Catcher, we're going to need somebody like Wilson Contreras who actually contributes to the team both defensively and and offensively. And in 2000 and in and, and, and 2020, he went in 189 at-bats, this is a 243 average, 46 hits, 7 home runs. But get this, you ready? 25.3K percentage. That's not bad. That's very good. That means that quarter of the time he's up the bat, that's that's one in four at bats he strikes out compared to Zunino who's striking out forty four percent of the time he's up the bat. That's no, that's obviously a twenty percent decrease or a nineteen percent decrease. But we can count it as twenty. Sounds better when you say twenty. Twenty percent decrease in that aspect is big it's huge and if you put this to game if you put this to a 162 uh game average 162 game average season whatever you got Contreras possibly going 250 with maybe one 110 hits and possibly 19 19 home runs and his K percentage could possibly go up a little bit it could possibly go down you never know but it's not to where you have Mike Zunino who's striking out 44% of the times he's up to bat. You have to take this seriously when it comes to times like the postseason. Like, 
This guy was striking out 51% of the times he was up to bat. And you don't get you 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 don't get as many at bats as you do in the postseason you do in the regular season, obviously. But if you're striking out 51% of the times, that's gonna screw up a lot. Like a lot for you. If let's say we call up Ronaldo Hernandez next year, okay? And he ends up popping off and he's killing it. We're gonna look and we're gonna be like, why couldn't we use him last year? And possibly he could have been doing this. And we might be winning a ring. We might be winning a championship for the first time ever in franchise history. But that's that's a that's a big if. This guy next year, Ronaldo Hernandez, if he gets pulled up and if he and if he's playing a lot, for all you know, the guy's gonna put up the stats that Zunino did. So I really can't say anything about that. But at the same time, like what if? And that's a big if. Like that's a very, very big if. But we're going to go ahead and move on to that. Now we know what Zunino has. I mean, this guy, hes uh, we just signed him to a one-year, $2 million contract. And we didn't get Darnell back in 2019. We didn't get him back last year because we wanted to save money. But we were not saving money. We just gave him the $2 million that we saved on Darnell. We just gave it to him this year for him to what put up stats like these instead of putting up uh, instead of having Darno put up the stats that he's putting up in Atlanta and the spectacular postseason appearance he just had. If Darno was on our team in the postseason this year, we would have a ring. I don't care what anybody says. We would have a ring. We would have Randy Rosarena who popped off. In the postseason, when I say popped off, I have never seen a performance like that, and nobody has either. Because you know why? Because he broke records. You don't see that. You 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 see that this where this day has come in games. Literally, Corsier almost broke the record that that Rosarena did in the same year. So you got all these people competing, and you got all of these people that are breaking records left and right, left and right, left and right, but. Rosarena luckily was the one to get to, to break that to break that record. And if you put that record-breaking performance with Darno's spectacular postseason appearance, you were we're possibly winning a World Series. No, not possibly. We are winning a World Series with we we have more dependable uh, uh, factors on the team. Um, we're gonna not be so down on ourselves whenever Zunino is up to bat and him striking out 51% of the times he's up to bat. It, it, it just it just sparks a light. It, it just says, hey, look at that. We got a good we got a good player up to bat. Perfect. We're all good to go. But at that time, obviously we didn't get that. But now I mean I would like to see a new a new pitcher. I'm gonna take I'm gonna go off of this catching t- uh, 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 topic because we can talk about it more later on. We got Three new catchers, new prospects that are now with the Rays. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about some more stuff. I mean, now since we got rid of Snell, which I will get on that later on. Now that we get rid of Snell, we need we need some more pitchers, and we need somebody to to replace Snell. And we just signed Michael Walker last week to a one year, three million dollar contract. This guy last year, 2020, not good. Literally, 
not good at all. He had a 1-4 record with a 6.62 ERA. I'm not going to get any more deep into those stats because those stats are not good. 1-4 record with a 6.62 ERA. But career-wise, this guy is good. His career record is 60-43 and with a 4.01 ERA. This is career, okay? And I have people telling me that the 4 ERA is not good. Which, I want you guys to let me know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a poll, alright? When I release this episode, I'm going to put down a poll. Is a 4.0, or is a 4.0 to a 4.99 ERA considered good, bad, mediocre, whatever you guys think? I want I want I want you guys to answer that because my personal opinion, I think a four ERA career wise is very good. Like very good. And I mean you can't you can't leave a uh you can't leave a, a career with a two point something ERA or two or three point something ERA. You can't expect that because Especially now, when times and people are hitting balls left and right, it's hard to. You have to be freaking Randy Johnson in order to do something like that. So it's kind of hard at this point. But this guy, Michael Walker, was an all-star in 2015. And he was an NLCS MVP in 2013. So now the Rays have two CS MVPs on our team. We have Randy Rosarena. And we have Michael Waka. One is a hitter, one is a pitcher. So when times come in the postseason, we're gonna know that we have the people that can perform well in the postseason, and it's gonna help us out a lot. We lost Snell. Snell was our best pitcher in the postseason. But with Waka coming up, if Waka performs well in the postseason, like how he did in 2013, yeah, I understand seven years, six, eight years later, but still. If if he if he performs like how we did in 2013 and these other postseasons that we're gonna be in, it's gonna help us out a lot, like a lot. It's it's not gonna be nothing like Blake Snell and how he tossed 6.2 innings with. I don't even remember how many Ks. I don't even want to think about that game to be honest with you because the more I think of it, the more I just want to like cry and it's just. It's just tough. It's just tough to still think about. I just can't believe that it actually happened. But let, let's get off of that. So we're gonna go back onto this Michael Walker guy. He he's a great pitcher. He's not a bad pitcher at all. And the ones that say he's washed up, whatever, yeah, he might be. But this guy's gonna. It takes time to get back to your groove. I mean, you can't be a you can't be a a stellar pitcher for your entire career. Like, you're obviously going to have to go down. You're obviously going to have to decline at one point in your career. And, and sadly, this guy is declining at the time that we got him. So it, we just have to make the best of it. Uh, I feel like Snyder might knock some sense into him for all you know and get him pitching like how Glasnow was last year, 2019, and like how and like how Blake Young was – or Blake Snell was pitching in uh, 2018. But – we just have to go with the flow. I mean, uh, 
we haven't seen we haven't even seen the guy pitch yet, and we're gonna jump into conclusions and say that this guy's not a good pitcher just based off of his stats. You have to look at how the guy pitches. But uh, let's move on to the next topic. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and move on to our thoughts. Uh, thoughts on the offseason so far. I don't like it. Uh, I mean, Snell's gone. We lost Hunter Renfro. We lost uh, Mikey Perez. We 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 lost people that we shouldn't be losing, uh, like Blake Snell We're, and Nate Lowe. We're losing Nate Lowe and Blake Snell, and from those three or from those two, we got three catching prospects, an infield prospect, an outfielder prospect, and a and two pitching prospects. So yeah, we're getting prospects off of it. But we're not playing for a AAA championship. I, I hope they know this. We're playing for a World Series. We're not playing for a AAA championship game. This guy that we got for Snell. Let me go over this, this Snell trade real quick. The Rays traded away Blake Snell. That's it. Just Blake Snell. And we got to return right-handed pitcher Luis Patino. Right-handed pitcher Cole Wilcox. Catcher Francisco Mejia. And catcher Blake Hunt. I've heard good things about this Luis Patino kid. I've heard good things about this Blake Hunt kid. But you can't just go off of what people say. We have to look about how these guys actually perform in game. Uh, these this Patino kid, he played eleven games last year. He had the one and zero record. Uh, uh, eleven games, and he only won one game. And he's supposed to be the twenty third best. Prospect in the MLB. I don't know if it's because he's young and he's still developing or something, but I, I, it is because of that. We just have to give him time, let him go with the flow, let him get whatever he wants to get going. Once he gets stuff going, then we can start seeing what's going to happen in the future. But as of right now, since the season hasn't even started yet, uh, but. It's just we're gonna have to we're gonna have to see what happens and let me let, let's look at this low trade also. So we traded away Nate Lowe, Jake Gunther, and a player to be named later for infielder Oslevis Basabe, catcher Heriberto Hernandez, and outfielder Alexandro Valles. This Heriberto this 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 Heriberto Hernandez kid is freaking insane. Like when I say insane. Like his stats, oh my god! I, I I'm so excited to see this. So this kid, he's got 192 at bats. All right, this is 2019. This is minors. Uh, this is his minors. So he's got 192 at bats. All right, he's got 66 hits with 11 home runs. And ready, 344 average and a 25% K percentage. <gasps> Oh my gosh. We finally are not going to have a catcher that's striking out 44% of the times he's up to bat. One out of four at bats this guy has he's striking out compared to almost two out of four. Uh, th that's that's a big difference. That's a huge difference. 25% K percentage compared to 44% K percentage. I want to just... Kiss Neander and say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, because we needed this big time. I'm tired of seeing 
Mike Zunino strike out 44% of the times he's up the bat in the regular season and 51% of the times he's up the bat in the postseason. And the postseason is where it all matters. So it's, it's just the Rays need to make moves that will benefit the team. And right now, it looks like these moves are kind of benefiting the team. Uh, this Blake Hunt kid, I don't have any stats for him right now, but it looks like from pay, from from uh from video, he, he doesn't look bad. He looks like something that I would I would like to see the Rays use in the next two years or three years. But this Heriberto Hernandez kid, in two years, we're gonna have the best catcher duo in the MLB with Heriberto Hernandez and Ronaldo Hernandez. I, I'm excited to see it, but. It obviously, it's going to take time. I can't expect things to happen overnight. It's going to, it's going to take time. But let's move on from that topic. Let's let's go on to let let's go on to our uh, player predictions. We're going to go into player predictions. So my player predictions today. I'm going to do this every episode. We're going to do three players every episode. Uh, this first episode is going to be our big three, which is Randy Rosarena. Austin Meadows and Brandon Lau. Um, not in that order. My fault. In order, it's going to go Randy Rosarena, Brandon Lau, and then Austin Meadows. That's our big three right there. We got LeBron, D-Wade, and Chris Bosh. So um, let's go ahead and let's start off with this. So you guys might think that this is a little bit over-exaggerated. I don't think it is. I think this is actually a very good uh, prediction. I got Randy Rosarena going with a 315 batting average, 218 hits, and 51 home runs. But get this ready. He wins the MVP. From what I saw in the postseason and those little amount of games, put that to a 162 game average, and this kid is freaking putting up record numbers in race franchise history, possibly record numbers in MLB history. He's he's insane. He's he's amazing. He's what we need. He's what the Rays need. He's a Rays franchise player, and we cannot get rid of him at all. Stu, I hope you listen to this because you cannot get rid of him. Give him your entire life savings. He deserves it all. I don't care how many games he has played. This guy shows that he's a franchise player. And if we get rid of him, I I don't know what else I could do. I I probably won't even root for the Rays anymore. Nah, I would root for the Rays. I just wouldn't. I just would hate Stu more than what I do right now. But next, we're going to go ahead and we're going to talk about Brandon Lau. Brandon Lau, I got him going 38 home runs, 301 average, 199 hits, and I'm going to finishing seven in the MVP race. Uh, He might sneak in to six, maybe five, but I definitely see him top 10 MVP finalist. And if that happens, I'll, I'll be happy for that. But we just have to see what happens. And then next, I'm going to go with... Austin Meadows, he's going to do 27 home runs, 272 average, and 172 hits. He's going to pop off in the second half of the season. That's my prediction is he's going to pop off second half of the season because that's that's how he usually is. He He's not really a he, – he's a streaky hitter. So first half of the season last year was out because of COVID. Second half came, guy was hitting, 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 hitting. Postseason came, kind of a little bit bad. Second half of the postseason, company was hitting, 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 hitting. 
he he pops off in the second half. He's a second half player. He's a he's a comeback kid. But I just hope that he doesn't he doesn't pop off too late in the second half to where we miss the playoffs by a little bit and his contribution is just too late. I, I don't want to see that. But that's my predictions right there. Um I'm gonna go ahead and put a poll on Twitter. Um who will lead the team in home runs? Will it be a Rosarena, uh Brandon Lau, Meadows, or another player? I'm gonna put those four. I want you guys to let me know what you think. And if you say another player, I want you to go ahead and let me know what other player and what is your prediction of how many home runs they're gonna hit. Like let's say G Man Choi is gonna hit like 45 home runs. Will it happen? I really hope it does, but it's not really that uh, realistic. But, yeah, go ahead and let me know. And also, I'm going to say, is this Snell trade a good trade? Don't forget, Snell is a 2018 Cy Young Award winner. In 2018, the man was a 21-5 record, a 1.98 ERA, 221 strikeouts, 3.30 Sierra, 11.01 K-9 ratio, and 180, 180 innings pitched. He... That's insanely good, and the guy kind of declined a little bit. But at the same time, he in, he he's getting better. It went down in twenty nineteen. In twenty nineteen, he went six and eight with a four point two nine ERA. His K to nine ratio was better with a twelve point three six K to nine ratio, one hundred and forty seven strikeouts, a three point five six ERA, and he only pitched one hundred and seven innings. So. I mean, yeah, his ERA was two times more than it was in 2018. It was a 46% increase, actually. So, yeah, it's a lot. But his K-9 to ratio, put his K-9 to ratio in 2019 with 2018, and that's the best performance I have seen by a raised pitcher since David Price. I mean, this one, this one already was, but I would probably say it'll probably be better than David Price's performance. But, and then in 2020... He it was a shortened season, obviously. It was 60 games. 2020, he went four and two, 3.24 ERA, 63 strikeouts, 11.34 K to 9 ratio, 3.57 Sierra, and only 50 innings pitched. So the guy didn't really have much innings he could pitch to try and obviously bump up his stats and stuff like that because it was a 60 game season. But if you go and take this to a 162 game pace. This guy's probably going to finish with a 16 and 5 record, uh, probably a 2.8 ERA, maybe 150, 150, 100, no, let's say like 180 strikeouts. Uh, possibly his K to 9 ratio is probably a little bit lower, but it will still be around like 11. And his Sierra will probably be lower also. You guys probably don't care about Sierra, but it's actually a very good stat that you guys should start looking at because it, it means a lot. But I'm sure you guys don't really care about it. But I do, so I'm just going to talk about it still. But I think that's going to end it for us today. Uh, I basically finished every topic that I was asked. Um, if you guys want to go ahead and ask more questions I could speak on next episode, that would be great. Um, if you want to go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter at Radio Double Take, um, I'm probably going to make an Instagram page as well. Um, possibly make a... Uh, Facebook page, maybe a TikTok just to get my name out so I can get more viewers. Um, yeah, but that's that's going to be it. Um, again, if, if, if you please let me know how you thought of this podcast. 
again, this is my first podcast. This is my first time ever doing this. So if you've seen something or heard something that I am doing wrong that I could fix, please let me know. I'm taking any type of criticism I am. Even if you say it was a terrible episode, I'm going to take that as motivation. I'm going to keep on going with it and I'm going to make myself better because this is what I want to do in my career. And I want to entertain you guys and I want to give you guys as much as you can and do the most I can do. So yeah, that's, that's going to be it for me. Uh, appreciate you guys. If you, if you stayed around the whole 28 minutes of this episode, I appreciate you. Um, thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, if you want to go ahead and give me a, a follow on Twitter again, that's radio double take. Um, I, I'm going to put this out possibly within this next day. Today is the, Today is the 28th, so I'm going to probably put it out the 29th. But if you're listening on the 29th, I wish you guys a happy new year. I'm going to try and get another episode episode out as soon as possible. Um, I can't guarantee when the next episode is coming out, but it should not be too long. But I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. So I will see you guys next time. I appreciate you. And that's it.